0: Hello, welcome to the Onyx Yoga Studio podcast. I'm Denise, a teacher here at Onyx and podcast host. Today I'm interviewing Jane Lindeman, a fellow yoga teacher and very talented teacher trainer. And we're just going to get right into it. So Jane, can you tell us how you first began practicing yoga? My sister's, um, their bedroom was downstairs
1: And they had a yoga book with all the yoga postures in it. And when I was little, I would run down into their room and look at the book and copy the poses, right? Wow. Not really knowing that it was yoga because, you know, when you're like five years old, it's just, you know, that's what my sisters did. And they're like 15 years older than me. So they were like teenagers and they were cool and everything. So that's how I first, first got introduced to it. Wow. And then, you know, it kind of, like, you know, when you're young, you don't really realize it. And then um, I had actually, um, I guess it was, um, i trying to remember, like 2005 or six, something like that. I hurt my back at the gym. And I went, um, my girlfriend, Jen, went to, um, she's like, come, come to yoga with me. So... I started doing yoga actually with Ranjita. Wow. And she was my first teacher. So I started doing that and I started feeling good, so then I kind of kept up with it. And then like a year or two later Onyx opened up and then I went to Onyx and then I had Natalie. You remember Natalie? Yeah. Natalie. And then I just don't yeah, just got, you know, I bit by the bug.
0: Yeah. And that was
1: it. It was just it just made me feel good. Not only physically, but it was like really a sense of like mental relief. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You know? And I was just like really just, just, I just loved it. Like from the inside, everything, just every part of it I loved. It just really resonated with me.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing that Ranjita was your teacher. Ranjita was my
1: teacher, my first, first, first teacher. Yeah. Wow.
0: And how long have you been practicing? I mean, technically since you were like five, but. (laughs) <laughs> yes, um but I
1: say when I uh about uh, 6 7 months after I hurt my back so like maybe like 2007 or so. Yeah, so
0: And do you think that the yoga, you know, helped heal your back? Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, even
1: to this day when it flares up, mm-hmm. I know there's certain things I could do that will just
0: you know, make it feel so much better. Wow. Um, and you know, so you, you practiced yoga, you swore by it, feeling good physically, mentally, yes. and then you decided to do the teacher training at Onyx, yes. right? And what really made you decide that you wanted to do the teacher training? Well, I just
1: wanted to like really get more knowledge of it, you know, because mm-hmm. when you practice in the group, you know, the community classes, which I love. You, you only get, like, those little uh, tidbits at the very beginning when you do the Dharma talk. Yep. And I wanted to know more about that, you know. So I wanted to dive in deeper. I wanted to uh, also progress my, my practice. Mm-hmm. So when they uh, had the teacher training, I was, like, totally in. And, and then, I don't know, I just got – I didn't go in, in it to teach. Mm-hmm. I just went in it to – have more knowledge and to do more poses,
0: to be honest with you. (laughs) Right. So you had that curiosity and the teacher training was like a way to learn more. It was, it was like a little gateway. Yeah. Wow. And who led the teacher training? It was Amy Amy, or, okay. Amy, Amy Cronice Mead, and then Will Mead. So they did
1: the, the first teacher training, which was 300 hours Wow and then she did the anatomy and therapeutics which was a hundred hours which were yeah really, really that's connected. Where we met. yes
0: yeah yes um I mean and how did you how do you feel like the teacher training influenced your practice and your you know just your lifestyle with yoga your whole relationship to it it, it, it just made
1: it so much deeper yeah. you know
0: it was just more of a understanding than just
1: you know like the basic cues you know mm-hmm. it's more of that um the integration not only of the pose but the the whole philosophy of yoga how to encompass it every day yep you know and that's you know and i remember when we did the teacher training that was part of our our uh practice is how to use yoga every day not just while you're on the mat you know right. so Amy would have us write a journal and I would have to journal everything like, wow, you know, how, how did I use yoga today?
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And I still have all those books, right? I have like l- literally journals and journals of books of how I, I, I used in uh, yoga in an everyday life setting.
0: That's amazing. Do yeah. you ever just open I them do, up and look to a
1: page? <laughs> I do. I totally do. I go back and I look and I'm like, like oh my god, I remember this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's funny to see how how I responded, you know, and then even how I would think I would respond today, which really, you know, it's kind of changed, but not really, right? You know, because when you follow the y- the yamas and the niyamas, it's very, you know, it's a, a it's a like I don't want to say a straight path, but it's it's the guideline. So it's a
0: guideline, and it kind of. Um I feel like it's – not that it's a very strict guideline. Right. But it does kind of force you to get out of, like, the rationalizing of not following them. Exactly. Because there are, like, certain rules that are flat out within the yamas and ni- niyamas. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of like a pure path with it. You can't really – Right. There's no budging it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people – and myself too, you know, you sign up for the teacher training and either you don't think you're actually going to teach or you're on the fence. You right. don't really know if you're going to teach. Um, but obviously, you know, you came out of the teacher training and you started teaching kind of quickly, right? Like I'd say within was... the, yeah, within a couple months from that. Yeah. And so what was that like, like just starting to teach? I mean, did you feel ready? Did you... <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. I was, I was like scared to death, Mm -hmm. but
1: that's, you know, but then again, that's part of the practice, right? It's just facing what you're afraid to face, you know? So I went in and I just, I just really studied. I did my best that I could and, you know, and I just, you know did my best, you know, just threw yourself into the fire. I did. (laughs) I did. I I really did. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really scared to death. Even like, even, it's funny that like, even today, like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't know how good of a teacher I am. And I just, but we
0: second guess myself, you know, but, and I bet a lot of the listeners are going to be surprised to hear that because your teaching is like so well received, you know, your students love you and you're such a skillful teacher. So, it's really interesting because I think um, a lot of yoga teachers we tend to be really hard on ourselves. Yes, and we feel like we can't do the practice justice. Exactly. You know.
1: Exactly. That's exactly it. That you hit the nail on the head. Like, am I serving them well? Am I making myself clear? I just want to make sure that they that they receive that they don't get hurt. Like, there's just so many moving parts to it, and yeah. I just want to make sure that I get I get everyone. Yep. You know, and I know like
0: realistically I can't but in my mind like I have to yep it's always the goal right, right. it's always like how can I best serve all the students that come exactly safely mm-hmm. right authentically, authentically yeah. and yeah and just kind of hoping that your students get you know everything that you got out of the practice from your teachers exactly yeah and, and more you know that's, that's I really want to give Everything. Yep. I really I really try to give everything. Like, I, I leave everything out there. Um, and it's interesting because not only, I don't know if all of our listeners know this, but not only do you now teach, you know, your public classes, but you are a big part of the teacher training at Onyx. So now you you teach teachers. Yes. Um, did you ever think that you would, you know, that it would lead to that? Like, well, that's, it's funny because I
1: remember when I was doing with Amy the first teacher training, and she went around the room, and she said, you know, what do you want out of this, you know? Well, th- I think this was in the anatomy part, wasn't it? And she, and and I remember saying, like, I love the anatomy of it, and yeah. I want to, like, teach or learn more of it, so it's just funny that, like, I I, I am now teaching what I said I, I wanted to teach. About. Right.
0: I do remember that, actually, from that. I think it was, like, that first night yes. that Amy did the 100-hour. Yes. Um, so now, is that, you know, the anatomy part, is that, like, your biggest role in the Onyx teacher training?
1: I, I teach a little bit of the anatomy. Mm-hmm. I don't teach the um, uh, a big chunk of it, but I, I definitely get the... Um, what I consider the major players of the anatomy. Yep. And then I also teach the um, uh, the universal principles of, of alignment. So mm-hmm. I teach
0: those. I also teach, <clears throat> you know, the basic forms of the poses, foundation. So you're heavy on the <clears throat> asana portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think that that makes a lot of sense because, you know, if, if somebody were to take your community, uh, community class, but your class on yes. the schedule at Onyx, um, you know, it's very alignment focused. Yeah. It's a very, I think it's a demanding physical practice, which a lot of people love. <laughs> they do. I think someone said they, um, they're likely to like code in plank <laughs> in your <laughs> class, which is great. Um, but is that, you know, I think a lot of us as teachers, we tend to teach how like we would want to practice, you know, and, and is that really how you'd want to practice Totally, a tough practice? I, I,
1: I love to get on my mat and like I said before, and put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to leave anything left, not one ounce of anything unturned, unfolded, unlooked at, and I leave it on my mat. So for me, like... I don't want to say the harder the better, but I want to make sure that, like, I'm fully, yeah, fully out there. Going all in. That's okay. it, all in. That's it. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, who are your teachers?
1: My te- well, so, my teachers, um, is, uh, Naeem and Sue. Yeah, so. At dig At dig. yeah. Yeah. Yours too, right? Yes. Yeah so. yeah, so.
0: And are they, like, would you say they're your greatest influences? Totally. Yep. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they definitely give us that, that hard, physical, demanding practice. And not yep. just the hard physical practice, but they, they're, they um, you know, they really force you to look at it holistically, too. Exactly. You know, a lot of the, uh, the tantric principles that they talk about really yep. enforce, like, you know, looking at the whole picture of yourself. Yep. Not just the parts you like, not just... You know, the parts that you think are pure, right. but everything.
1: Right, right. Even the bad parts. Because even, well, I don't want to say bad. Yeah. But even the parts that we tend to look away from or we're ashamed of. Yeah. Right? It's it's nothing to be that we try to stick in our back pocket and look away. Yep. Right. It's still part of us. It's, it's how it shaped us for who we are today. Yep. Right? So... I I love how it's just the good and the bad, right? Everything's important,
0: right? Um, Do you find, you know, outside of the physical posture influences are, you know, would you say that Sue and Naeem are your greatest influences in the philosophical part? Yeah, Um, Wow. Yeah, because we we did the 500
1: hour together too, which I so loved. Yeah, you know,
0: and it just,
1: it's, it's, it's like they said, it's, it's, all-encompassing, right? It's just not, just not on the, on the mat. Right. Right. And that's what I want when I try to teach. That's what I I want each student to get, right? It's just not the 45 minutes, 75 minutes you're on the mat. It's every day, 24-7.
0: Right. And actually, I think that, you know, when you put it that way, being on your mat, even if the practice is challenging, it's probably the easiest part of being a yogi, it is, it <laughs> is. you know, um, yeah. because, you know, you learn these principles and, um, these kind of, you know, recommendations for dealing with everyday life. And it's one thing to know them, but it's another thing to really apply them. Exactly. And that's where, you know, and
1: it's hard because every day, you know, it, it's, it's challenging, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, cause we're, we're, we're human, too. We get mad. You know, we yeah. get sad. We create these stories in our head. We believe them. Mm-hmm. And just like anybody else, you know, it's just, you know, just weeding, right? Weeding out the truths from the untruths. Yeah.
0: You know. Um, do you, you know, have something that you would say is your biggest challenge as a yoga teacher, whether that's, you know, when while you're in your public classes or privates or teacher training, you know, is there just something that you find to be the hardest part about being a yoga teacher? Cause I, and I ask this because I think a lot of times, um, people think that it's like a very Zen job and a very, you know, and it, it's not all that way, you know? And I think that that needs to be part of the conversation that there are true challenges with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So For me, when I make, when I
1: plan my sequences, I try to make it very um, accessible to everybody, Mm -hmm. okay? So I try to, like, make it, like, um, you know, if you're good here, stay here. If you want to move on, this is a second. You know, I try to give as many options as I can. I try to keep them as safe as I can.
0: Um, Right, so truly making the practice accessible to everybody in the room, meeting them at the level that they're at is a really big challenge for sure. Do you have a favorite part about the teacher training itself? You know, like because you teach teachers and I'm sure that it must be very, you know, you have a set of students that walk in on in the first day, of the first month, and then you spend what is it, nine months with them? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end it's they you probably see a lot of change and yeah I love it when like um
1: because I teach the way our teachers taught us right so yeah. I give them a little bit of information the first month and then I keep adding on so on and so forth so by time like April May comes around when they're getting ready to graduate and I see all the little light bulb moments going off like they realize that um everything that's then accumulative, right, it's, it starts to make sense to them, mm-hmm. right,
0: that's, that gives me joy and excitement, yeah. So those aha moments. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever taken a class taught by one of your students? I have. That's cool. I have. That's, quite a few of them, yeah. They're probably so intimidated, Jane, when you get, <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably like, oh my god, my teacher's here. <laughs> but... It's definitely, I, I feel like that's, you know, that's cool. Like you, yeah. you train someone and then because the way that we, that our teachers taught us and the way that Onyx, the teacher training works is, um, you know, you guys aren't really telling them how to teach. You're not like giving them a format and saying, do this. exactly. You know, you're giving them the knowledge and the, uh, you know, the guidelines, what's right. safe, what's not safe, what's, um, what makes sense, what doesn't really make sense, you know. So they're doing, they're taking their own spin on it. Totally. By the end. Totally. And right. So it, it, we give them the
1: knowledge that they need to keep the class safe, to live within the guidelines, to uh, practice the yoga. But how they uh, create it, how they take, like you said, the spin on it is really, it's quite wonderful to see. And then the uh, amount of growth. Yeah too, which is really um, it's it's beautiful to see. You know, yeah. some gravitate more towards the asana part. Yep. And then some gravitate more towards the the, uh, the dharma, the teaching of it, you know, and and they're just so eloquent, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. how they teach and how they speak, it just really fills my heart with joy to think that I have the honor and the privilege to contribute to that teaching. Yep. So and I just love it. And when they when I take their class, I it just
0: it's awesome. Just fills me with
1: joy. It really does.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. What do you um what would you say is your favorite part about just being in the Onyx community in all the ways that you are a teacher, a student, you know. Oh, community, you know, the just people. The, the people. Yeah. 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 Cause it's,
1: you know, different people from, um, different, uh, religions, different backgrounds, uh, ethnicities mm-hmm. and the fact that we can all come together and practice what we love. Right. Yep. And share and, uh, Relish in that is you know it's wonderful, right? It's it's like home. It really is. Yep. It is because if I'm not home here at home, right? That's that's, that's where my, that's where I am. <laughs> it's I always, true. I always tell Bill I'm either home or at my other home. You right. Know? I am. I am no place in between.
0: Right. um What do you? I'm always curious about this with teachers because we see. Well, we're friends outside of the studio at this we point, yeah. but <laughs> most of the time that we see each other, we're either at onyx yeah. or we're doing something yoga related, yeah. like taking a field trip somewhere and, you know, practicing with the teacher we want to practice with. So what do you do? You know, and I don't want to say like when you're not doing yoga, cause like you said, you know, yoga is a practice every day, all the time, yeah. but what do you do outside of, you know, asana being in a yoga studio outside of teaching? What do you like to do? So I like to take, uh, Jack, our
1: dog, and Bill and I, and we just go hiking. That's awesome. Yeah. We're just outside. Yep. Yep. We go to, um, over on, uh, uh Newman's Lane, uh, Washington. Oh. Um, yeah. Washington Rock. Washington. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we go hiking up there. Sometimes we go to Lewis Morris Park up there and we go hiking up there and, and Jack loves it. Like he's, being outside, he's outside. He's <laughs> running around. He's in his element, you know, and just being like outside in nature. Mm-hmm. It's just really very therapeutic. It's very calming. the The smell of yep. it, you know, just the 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 smell of the dirt and the leaves. It's, yeah.
0: Being out there, immersed in that in nature, yeah, like in that connection, yeah, and it's beautiful because now you you know like in spring you see everything starting to bloom and the flowers and the buds. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. I think it's a great hobby, especially. Um, it's also like a good way to disconnect oh, yeah. <laughs> from from your phone. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you can argue it's a way to actually connect, right? Yes, <laughs> right. But disconnect from just art. Everyday activities that just pull us in, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause, you know, cause when I, I find that, like when I go on Facebook, if I, if I kind of like, I get sucked in. Yes. And then I'm there for like 20, 30, 40 minutes and I'm Time like, oh my passed. God. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then the girls, installed this thing on my phone where you could see how many hours you're on Facebook screen time yes and when I first started doing it I was on it for like three hours out of the day I was like oh my god what am I doing and then I realized like how much time I'm really wasting yeah like I could fill that time so much more yeah with with either with practice or you know you know serving the family or you know yeah just being out in nature, you know, just like, yeah, better things than just sitting on my phone. So I really try to be very mindful uh-huh. of it. So
0: sometimes I'm not on it for days. And yeah. then sometimes, you know, that's a practice like, in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> like that is I feel like that is a modern practice. That's a yoga practice. It's
1: It's something new. You know, when when I grew up that we didn't have phones. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing, you know, so you know, we would go outside, we'd
0: run around, we'd play. We would have more time, you know, being present. And that's that's another thing we talk about all the time in yoga is presence. And it's true. I think that a lot of people now, you know, are realizing that yoga beyond the physical practice of yoga. Um, the reason why it makes us feel so good is that you have to be present really like during a practice, you're forced to be present. You know, phones are not allowed in the room. Right. Um, you have to con- you have to concentrate on what you're doing because it's not easy. No. So it requires more focus. Um, and I think that that's really rare because we're constantly distracted. Yes. Yeah. So and I there's think- so many
1: things that do distract us. You know, it's yes. not even the
0: phones,
1: right, or all the apps, but then it's the TV, and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, just that constant stimulation, exactly. <laughs> and and then we get we get so used to it that you know everything's twenty four seven. You know, yeah, I you can, can turn, turn on the TV off. exactly, right, and that's why I really love like hiking in the woods because then I don't have to, you know, just turn off my mind. I don't have to worry about who's doing what or who's, or who's where, you know, Yep. or if I'm missing out. Yep. Right. Yeah.
0: That's what's so freeing about being out in nature. It's, right. You know, um, finding that contentment. Actually, this reminds me of an experience I had at Onyx. I don't know if you were there, but I think it was Lama Maru that came and he was talking about this very thing that, um, you know, people are just so distracted and we're so into our phones and these apps and social media and, you know, it's not sustainable because it's, it's just not good for us. Like our minds really can't handle all of this stimulation. Exactly. Um, so his prediction, and I'm curious because it doesn't feel that far-fetched, his prediction is that people are actually going to pay to go to a space that's pretty much nothing drop their phones in a bin, you know, and then just go into that room where there's nothing. No yoga, like, just literally a room of nothing and just be there. Yeah. I believe it.
1: I think they (laughs) have that in in, uh, New York, don't they? Really? I don't know. I think they're, like, pods or something, and you just
0: disconnect, and you just, you know? And it's kind of, like, just crazy because, you know, you wouldn't think that people would pay for that because technically like, sure, you can do that at home. You could put your phone in a drawer and go upstairs or, but like, will you, (laughs) or will you just go back to the drawer, get out the distraction? Um, so yeah, he was saying that I think that's a very interesting thing. And I think it's a good teacher thing to think about, like why, you know, and not just a teacher thing, but, but someone who practices yoga, that's, that's curious, like, why do we constantly need this distraction? Why don't we force our spend ourselves to spend more time in nature? Right. You know? <laughs> I
1: think it goes back to, to the just the basic part of trying to, that we're social. Mm-hmm. You know, we yes. we are social creatures. Mm-hmm. We want to be part of a community. We want to be part of something. You know, so when you're home alone in the rain yeah. <laughs> today. Oh, let me take out my phone. Let me see what's happening on Instagram, or let me see what's happening on Facebook. You know. Yep. And then you're like, oh, that looks cool. Or like, yeah. Last night there was a whole bunch of Halloween parties. Yeah. You know, I I was home. You know, (laughs) (laughs) being home. Yeah. Being home. You know, after I had a long day, but being home, and then I'm on. Instagram. And then I see like you, I see Jessica, Adam, I see everybody at the Halloween parties and, and I loved it, but it was just, just, you know, like, what am I missing? Right. You know? And then again, it goes back to that part of, we want to be included.
0: Right. I really think we want
1: connection. We want connection. We really do. Mm -hmm. We really do. Otherwise we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be on Facebook. Right. Right, right.
0: Although it has that side because it's like, is it real connection? Is it right? <laughs> that, that's know. the other part yeah. of
1: it. Like it's you know, it's a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not your whole life. It's just that you know, that screenshot or whatever it is. It's just that that little moment. Yep. And, and then we think that we're you know, you know, we're missing out somehow. Yeah. Right. And that I feel you know, kind of spirals us into a different direction.
0: Yep. It even is, you know, just talking about how how nice it is to be part of the Onyx community yeah. um, and meet, you know, people at Onyx and, yeah. and have those friendships form. Um, you know, it's something that, because now, you know, you can also practice yoga using an app. And yeah. I think that that's fine. I mean, I do it um, because a lot of times it's for the sake of time or my schedule or, you right. know, but it really can't take the place of going to a class and like being with a teacher, right? And then being with other students, right. and you know, having that little chit chat after class or before right. class. Like, I feel like that's all part of the experience. Is also, you know, being around like minded people, right? Um, so it's all you know. The practice is like it's really it covers a lot. It's not just the asana it's not just the meditation it's not just the breathing like it's so many things that it's it's truly a lifestyle right yeah and and and
1: what i love about onyx is that you're making those human connections Mm -hmm. you know so like a lot of a lot of my friends are uh you know who are my students Mm -hmm. you know and and teachers as well but then at the same time onyx really does provide so many things like was it we have the rock climbing the wall, climbing, coming
0: up, they retreats, have the retreat.
1: Yeah. Dominica um, had movie night last week. Yeah, right. The sound healing bowl. So even if one thing doesn't resonate with you, there's just so many other opportunities to connect in different ways. Yeah, you know, which is another thing I love about
0: Onyx. Yep, just the connections. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you, Jane. I'm so glad that um, you came and did this episode with me. So, um, yes, take Jane's class. She's on the schedule a lot. I try to not say the schedule on the podcast because (laughs) then if it changes, then, (laughs) you know, so you can always find her. She's either home or at the studio. That's it. So thank you. Thank you.